With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure you stay tuned to the Bing Zang Zoom. This is T. And this is Matthew. And we are the Bing Zang Zoom Podcast. So what's today? It's 14th. All right, January 14th, 2020. we just like to say big, uh big happy birthday to a couple of people here. Yeah, first of all, we got Dave Grohl, who's one of my favorite people in the universe. <laughs> uh, he was the drummer for Nirvana. And right. of course, he's the front man for the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. And then he actually has a special connection to us because he grew up not far from where we're currently living. That's right. And then he also, of course, is from uh, Seattle where he joined Nirvana, which is where I lived for quite some time. So, a bit of a connection there. See, one of the things I always wonder, right, with the Foo Fighters, right? Yeah. Like, do you have to be a black belt? (laughs) <laughs> be a fool fighter? No, I, I think it's How's an honorary work? name. No. I think it's it's just an honorary title. But the question is, are the fighters foo or are they fighting foo? Mm. Like, See? are, are they the fighters of foo or right. are they fighting foo? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I hate to come to this conclusion, but I'm pretty sure uh, David Grohl can take uh, Goku. How? Yeah. With his guitar. Without the guitar, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sure about that one. Well, maybe not with the guitar, because that's not... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Dave Grohl is an incredible musician. He he does all kinds of crazy things, like, you know, invites people up on stage to play the guitar instead okay, of him okay. for parts, you know. Now, is that because he sucks? Or is that no, no, no. Good? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's generally nice good. He just wants people to enjoy the shows, you know. All right. Um, I, I remember... Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, the coolest thing that I ever saw that he was a part of, in my opinion was they did a uh it was a like a charity concert yeah and so they got all the surviving members of nirvana you know pat mm. smear chris novastolis and himself together and they wrote a song and paul mccartney sung the lyrics to oh, it oh man and so it was sort of this weird beatles nirvana right. crossover <laughs> but uh, a few months after that i was in seattle and i i got somehow luckied uh luckied out and got tickets to the paul mccartney concert and so the first you know, the first set was good, and then you know it was, it was everything you wanted it to be from a Paul McCartney concert. But then the second set, he goes in the middle of it, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I got some friends who I want to bring out," and it was all the surviving oh, members man. of Nirvana, and they were his backing band for the entire second set. Wow, it's just an incredible wow. show. So you think they're ever gonna do like you know how they did uh, Tupac on uh, on digital uh, enhancement or whatever? Yeah. You think they're gonna do that with? Uh, uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. No, I don't think so because I think uh, Courtney Love, you know, she's oh, kind of the Yoko Ono. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. she's kind of the Yoko Ono. She just wants money, and I don't think that they'd ever come to a, a price yeah. that they could all agree on. Yeah. But you never know. But that's not the only birthday. We also yeah, got. We've got LL Cool J, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, right from my city, New York City. You dig me? Uh, going back to David Grohl really quick. Today he's 51. LL Cool J. 52, all right? Similar ages. One, yeah, yeah, pretty close. They could have did a band together. You never know. They could have <laughs> called it uh, Lip Fighters. You know, <laughs> LL Cool J is always licking his lips and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, chat Fighters, Chat Fighters. That would be it. Yeah, the name of their cool band. Yeah, had, had a good career, not just in music, but, I mean, he went on and had, you know, several good TV actor. shows. And, yeah, so, you know, one of these people that really... You know, dedicated himself to doing a lot of different things and was successful at all. Oh, yeah. And brand. Look at... Look at uh, uh, was it any given Sunday mm-hmm. um, with Jamie Foxx? So he's in there with somebody who was a, a good comedian and good actor as well. 
Jamie Foxx has really proven himself. But hey, at least he can say that he knocked Jamie Foxx out. You know, <laughs> on the set, <laughs> something that we all wish we could say. You know, just, just something about his face, man. Jamie Foxx, man. Maybe it's not so much his face as the fact that he goes by his last name, which is Fox, and uh, not too keen on foxes. <laughs> so, so you want to knock out foxes? You just yeah, see him walking. You know, in if I see a fox, I just you know we have to have a stare down. That's <laughs> get out of my garbage can. <laughs> Not this time. Not you this know, time. I think it's the Yosemite Of course, that was Jamie Foxx, not an animal. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jamie Foxx, man. Jamie Foxx really cool. I don't think he's digging in anybody's trash can anytime soon. That man has more money than uh, I could probably go to sleep tonight and dream of. Yeah, I mean, he, he's an incredible actor and did some really good uh, films. I mean, Ray, of mm-hmm. course, was fantastic. Yeah, that was his standout one. Even, yeah. even his performance in... Uh, in Ali, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was good. Like, very I top of the didn't line. expect that. I was like, wait, where's the funny part? You know, yeah. I, I'm guessing this guy's supposed to be funny. They cast Jamie Foxx, and then he's just, you know, really doing the thing in terms of his acting. Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind, though, just because this is the way my mind rolls, mm-hmm. when I think of Jamie Foxx is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, you know, he did... Bluehead. Yeah, Bluehead. <laughs> Electro, yeah. He, right. he did good with that one. Um, and, you know, and I love the Amazing Spider-Man films. I love them a lot more than, than most people do. I think that Andrew Garfield was the perfect Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got a lot of... You know, newer comic book stuff that's been coming out absolutely, since then. Absolutely. Um, have you been watching Crisis on Infinite Earths? No, I have not. So, uh, if you could elaborate, then that would be yeah, that'd be great. So, there's a, a set of TV shows called the Arrowverse, the, the DC show. So that's you know, Arrow, Flash, right. Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Black Lightning. Yeah, um, you know, those all, I'm familiar with. Yeah, separately. Yeah. yeah, right, right. They all fall under this umbrella of the Arrowverse. And so every year they do a, a major crossover, like all the shows get together and it's one storyline mm. um, throughout it. Now, there was a, a comic book that came out in 1985. Uh, DC Comics had been going on for a long time. and They had their multiverse. They had you know different universes. They had different characters. They just acquired a bunch of companies that went bankrupt that they bought out. Mm. And so continuity got really confusing. And so they decided to combine all the Earths into one by having this big story about all the different multiverse being destroyed by a, a monster, basically. Right. And so since this is Stephen Amell, who plays the Green Arrow, this is his last year on the shows... They decided to adapt Crisis on Infinite Earth as their crossover. Mm. But not only did they cross over all their current shows, like I said, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Batwoman. But they also, because it's a multiverse, brought in a whole lot of other people. So they had making small cameos and kind of completing their stories. They had Tom Welling, who played mm. uh, Smallville, you know, what? right? Right. He was back. They had um, <laughs> a guy who's the reporter from the uh, the Tim Burton Batman, the Michael yeah. Keaton Batman, oh, uh, was on it. Yeah, they had uh, some people from the <laughs> Titans show make a small appearance on it. They had the Flash from the 90s uh, television show come back and actually played kind of a significant role in it. Um, you know, they had a uh, guy played Jonah Hex. They had Kevin Conroy, who's the voice of Batman from the animated series yeah. back in the 90s. He plays an evil alternate version of Batman in it. Did, uh, did the Flash come back as an alternate Flash? Yeah, or? yeah, he came back yeah. as the oh, 90s. Oh, as the man. 90s Flash. Now, he's been on the show before because he played yeah. his dad and he played oh, right. Jake okay, Garrick okay. and stuff. But he came back as the Flash from the 90s <sighs> show. And they even like reference other characters from the '90s show in it what? and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Birds of Prey okay. characters are in it. Yeah, that's something that I have to check out. Seeing as I'm a comic book fan, like I said, I'm not the biggest DC fan, but on the DC side of things, it's Batman. However, that's too good to pass up. So is it? It's it's its own series, or is it just? So uh, it's a crossover of all the series. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's going to be five episodes in total. The last two air. Tonight, or have already aired by the time this goes live. Right. Um, but it's so it's an episode of Flash, an episode of Arrow, an episode of whatever. But really, it doesn't matter what show you're watching. The whole story is one story. Uh, it's it's like basically a five episodes worth of a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of hoping they would do a limited theater release of it. But yeah, that, that didn't you know what I was thinking about? Actually, I was watching uh, Defenders. Right, I know I'm very late, uh, but I was watching Defenders on Netflix. And I was just looking at it, man, just the way the intro is, 
uh, some of the, I know that they have to go in, in depth with the story a little bit, but I said this could easily be a, a film release. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, it's on Netflix, you know, so good for them for having quality stuff, because I do remember a time when Netflix, uh, the instant queue was trash, <laughs> and the DVDs used to get sent out, you used to have to order what you wanted, if somebody had it, then you had to wait, you you know. I mean, it's amazing how big that company's come in just a few years. Yeah. yeah. Did you like The Defenders? The Defenders, I mean, so far I'm in. I'm in it right now. I'm watching it right now. So that's I'm. I haven't gotten far enough, so to speak, to uh, to really judge it. Because yeah. I, I feel like the Defenders. I thought they did a good job of balancing the characters and stuff. Yeah. But I thought that the the story never really got up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, a, a very different than say. Uh, like the the Avengers movies, yeah. you know, like they they yeah. do a good job of balancing the characters, but it's all in progression of the story. Right. Um, same thing with Crisis on Infinite Earth, you know, they do a good job of balancing the characters, but it's in relation to the story mm. overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I would definitely say if you're liking the Defenders, you know, you're liking seeing these multiple heroes in one show together, you know, a big crossover show. That's kind of what Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earth is, except well, for DC. My main thing with it is yeah. that the only the only thing is that if I mean, all the characters are on there. That makes it cool and interesting to watch. It's just that, you know, they have one enemy, basically. Right. And so how do you get that to where it's going to be interesting over the course of multiple episodes unless certain things happen? And, I mean, you don't want to just do it all in one episode. But that's also why I said, well, you know what? A movie would have been nice. You know, just a short film, something like that. Defenders, bam. It can be on Netflix. I watch it on Netflix. And then... It would make a little bit more sense in the grand scheme of things because now it's more compacted to maybe a two-hour film as opposed to, you know, a few different episodes where sometimes it seems like it's dragging. Uh, the most recent episode was uh, that I watched it. You know, it seemed to drag just a little bit, but it did have its interesting times, and I'm not really complaining too much because not, there's not that many shows that don't drag at some point. Yeah, in order to just get by to the next. Well, it's interesting, too, because cable shows, you know, are typically like 23 episodes a season, mm-hmm. right? But we look at, we're looking at Netflix and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, 13, 13 episodes, yeah, 10 yeah, episodes, yeah. 8 episodes, whatever. And sometimes the shorter runs actually do better because it's almost like a long movie right. than yeah. a it's short a, series. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Very true. Uh, so, um, what else we have going on? Well, speaking of long movies and short movies and Netflix... <laughs> Um, we actually do have a couple of trailers that dropped this week. Uh, we had the second trailer for Bloodshot. Let's start with that one because I think the first one, the other one, is going to be a longer discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know anything about Bloodshot? Uh, I do. So here's the crazy part: is Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I used to read Bloodshot comics, like, a long time ago. I've since forgotten everything about it. And it's also because, you know, you don't hear about Bloodshot as much. He's not uh, as big a name, but he's something that caught my eye when I was a kid. Yeah. <clears throat> so much so that I named, uh, used to make these little um, wrestlers aside from my own wrestling name. So I had other characters in wrestling. And so I had somebody named Bloodshot. And it was based off of the Bloodshot character. Um, but... Yeah, that's when I was a kid. I haven't heard Bloodshot for a while. Then I saw that they were making a movie. I said, oh, man, um, that's probably going to help bring everything back because I literally just dropped it all. I don't remember anything about Bloodshot. Uh, and then I see who's who's in the trailer. Yeah, Vin Diesel. He's yeah. an incredible actor. He's he's all over the place, man. Bloodshot, <laughs> he's Groot, he's, he's everywhere. He's uh, Toretto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's definitely Toretto. doing multiple universes here. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Groot, so he's another superhero yeah. already. 
Um, but yeah, the Bloodshot trailer looks looks pretty interesting. This was the second trailer that they released, but mm-hmm. this one we got a little bit more visuals of like with the gray skin, yeah, yeah. and all that. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Bloodshot is a uh, is a Valiant comic book um, from the Valiant universe, and basically the guy is a super soldier who has nanites in his bloodstream that that let him heal incredibly fast, like almost like vampire or like Wolverine or something, mm-hmm. where he just like second he cuts. Just heals up. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you feel about um, the movie itself? Do you feel like just from the trailers that it is doing him justice in terms of? Well, I, I don't know a lot about Bloodshot. You probably okay. uh, so then it might be it might be better to go into it not having any type of comic uh, comic book relation to it. That way you can go into the movie with an open mind yeah. and then you can determine whether the movie was good or not, as opposed to whether it, you know. Uh, took away from the comic book, or whether it didn't. Because sometimes movies can get spoiled like that. Like some, like X Men, for example, the first X Men. That's I'm not going to say too many people say that that was a great movie, but at the same time, it wasn't as bad to me uh, at the time as it as some people made it out to be. You know, I went back and I watched it again, and I still came up with the same conclusion. The only thing that I would say that really hit me even when I was younger watching the movie to now is Sabretooth man Sabretooth they just he wasn't hitting the first Sabretooth was not hitting so after that they got the right guy to play Sabretooth he might not have been as big or as tall or what or not but they got the right guy the second time around ooh shiny (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely agree with that. I, I don't even know if in the first one it was the actor, or at least gave him the right yeah. the line. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing against the, him. I, I think just, it was the portrayal. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was almost more like a feral beast than right. an actual character. He didn't really say anything. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you know they could have gone into the relationship between uh, him and and Wolverine a little bit more, especially during the fight scenes. But I mean, you know, they can do flashbacks later on down the line but they ended up doing that later so I can't complain now in in that movie I mean as much as I love the X-Men movies I'm really excited to see what what the MCU is going to do oh yeah oh yeah please do them justice because X-Men is what brought me to Marvel you know did did you see the the new trailer for uh, the new mutants no so the new mutants is a it was Produced and made by Fox, mm-hmm. you know, when Fox still owned the X Men. It was an X Men spinoff that was supposed to be sort of like the anti X Men. So, like, where the X Men mm-hmm. live in this, you know, wonderful home, oh, and has yeah. an incredible teacher. <laughs> it's the people who don't right, live in right. a wonderful home and have a horrible yeah. teacher and stuff. So, it was, it was a horror movie. It was a, it was mm-hmm. a straight up horror movie with X Men characters in yeah. it. And, uh, it never got released. Um, they kept getting pushed back. Now that Disney owns. Fox, Disney's going to release it, but there's a rumor floating around because Disney officially put something out and then retracted it, mm-hmm. but there was a, uh, basically it said that New Mutants is going to be the first official MCU continuity movie oh, wow. with X-Men characters in it, but then they pulled the article, like as soon as the article went out, and it was an official Disney article, like yeah. it was in their press release, and then they pulled it immediately after that. Well, that make now now that you mentioned what it is and everything like that, I think I did see it. Uh, it was how long ago that it first? Oh, it was several years ago that they first started talking about it. But the the new trailer dropped yeah, the trailer last week. Tra- oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, the new trailer was there one? Yeah, there was an older trailer. Okay, so that, then that's probably something ago. I saw. But it, another thing, speaking of trailers, you go on YouTube right now, you can find the Black Panther two trailer. You can find uh, Iron Man uh, five oh, and okay. six trailers. You know, you confused me can, at first. Yeah, I'm right. like, where's this going? Meaning that <laughs> your trailers, you can find a trailer if you want to find a trailer. It doesn't mean it's going to be the actual movie yeah. trailer. It's unfortunate, but there's, fan, a, there's fan been a, yeah, fan made trailers. There's been a couple of times where man, they got me. I'm yeah. sitting there watching, like, oh man, it's gonna be a sick. Oh. And then at the bottom, at the end, it says fan-made or, you know, just for the purpose of entertainment. And then that's when I want to just leave a whole bunch of comments, you know, one one letter at a time. You lying, <laughs> <son>. <laughs> How dare you take something that I hold so dear 
and trash it by using clips from other movies. <laughs> That's actually how a lot of movies pitch their ideas. Mm. Like if a studio hasn't bought something yet, mm-hmm. they'll do what they call a concept trailer and they really will take clips oh, from other that? movies <laughs> and put it together and be like, this is basically what our movie's going to look like. That's an actual thing. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah. Keep doing what y'all do. <laughs> you know, y'all out here just just looking out for how you yeah. want a movie to look. Hey, that in that case, see, you learn something new every day. That, that's how Stranger Things got bought, is they made a concept trailer with clips from uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Poltergeist, The Goonies, okay, and a okay. bunch of stuff like that. I got a, I got a uh, relationship with Poltergeist. If you know me, you know that my uh, professional wrestler name is Poltergeist Pedro Jesus. That's right. Go look that up. Might have more to talk about uh, coming later in this year. But however, I digress. So what else do we have in terms of movie trailers? So we were talking about the continuity of the new mutants. Like, is it going to be the MCU? Is it not? Another one that we don't really know where it lands is the Morbius trailer. Yes, yes. So Morbius is a Spider-Man villain who's getting his own movie starring Jared Leto. Sort of like what they did with Venom. Yeah. Right. Now, you said you haven't seen the trailer no, yet? No, I haven't seen it. I just scrolled by and I saw it and I put it in my save later. For, okay. So watch later. Well, the Venom didn't necessarily tie into the MCU, right? There was nothing that directly right, related yeah. it to it. Yeah, even his costume wasn't, was, was yeah, completely different. Nothing had to do with Spider-Man or right. whatever. Like, But it, it was a very MCU-feeling movie, right. right? Like, if they were to say, oh, no, it's in continuity, it wouldn't blow it wouldn't, anybody's yeah. mind, but... The fact is, is it wasn't set up to be in continuity. Right. So Morbius, they've already said, is going to be in the same continuity as the Venom movie. However, in the trailer, we see several things <laughs> pointing to the fact that this is canon to the MCU. Mm. Um, they have a uh, spoiler alert for um, Spider-Man Far From Home, I guess. But at the end of that one, he's accused of being a murderer, right? Mm. So there's a big sign that has Spider-Man on it. It looks like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man for some reason. But it says murderer <laughs> written across it. And so it's like, okay. So they're referencing something from an, from an MCU Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, maybe it's a maybe coincidence. Maybe a coincidence, right, right? right? But at the end of the movie, Michael Keaton as the vulture mm. pops up. What? And says to Morbius, he's like, so are you going to be the good guy or the bad guy or something right. along oh, those man. lines? <laughs> and he's like, I bet you can use some friends, you know, setting up oh, that they're going to do the Sinister Six. Mm. So that means that this has to be in the the MCU continuity, unless there's like some kind of major, you know, twist that they're going to throw yeah. at us. It has to be in the MCU continuity. Wow. Which means that Venom is in the MCU right, continuity. Right. So this opens up this gigantic world for Spider-Man yeah. characters in the MCU. That's crazy that they're going this route. You know, you've had, on DC side of things, you've had Joker, right? Yeah. You've had Venom, which he was portrayed as a hero. It's an anti-hero. That, right, right. In that movie. Um, and now you got Morbius, and it's like, okay, all right now. I, the the Sinister Six is a possibility. I just hope that all this isn't for nothing. Like, please do it. Please do it. Unlike don't Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah, you know, don't just shut it down And right when it's getting good. Please continue on. If you need voices to be heard, then just put out a petition or maybe we can do that the Bing Zang Zoom petition right now because <laughs> we want these things to, to actually happen and take hold I mean it's interesting too because like with the MCU originally there was which is Marvel Cinematic Universe I keep saying that in case you guys don't know what it is right, what right. I'm talking about um <laughs> Is is we we got Iron Man, then we got Thor and Captain America, and all these individual movies that then led to the crossover of the yeah, Avengers. Right, right. What Sony's doing is interesting: is they let Spider Man do the heavy lifting. Tom Holland as Spider Man in the MCU. Yeah. Now they're going back and doing the yeah. villains yeah. individually, and then the villains will eventually come together mm. to fight him. So so it's almost a reversal mm. in a way. Where it's like, okay, set up the universe, right. then, then set up the characters, yeah, as opposed to yeah. set up the characters to make the universe. Interesting stuff there. All right, well, on another note, UFC next month, February 29th, we've got Joseph Benavidez versus a guy whose name I'm going to slaughter. Uh, I believe it's Figueroa. 
if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I'm not familiar with him as much. But Joseph Benavidez, his record is 28-5-0. Uh, Figueroa, 17-1-0. Chartway Arena in Norfolk. Make sure you're there for that. Because I'm going to be there for that. And that's that. You understand? If you're a big MMA fan, you know you know that uh, one of the the biggest fight promotions here is Spartaca. And you know, I've been to several Spartaca events. This time is going to be my first UFC event. And it's, it's right in uh, the Norfolk area. So moving on from that. Wait, wait. The, the big takeaway that I have from that, I had no idea this was a leap year. Oh, <laughs> so it's February 29th. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be a good matchup, though? Um, I mean, I I am not as familiar with uh with Figueroa, but um, Joseph Benavides is a is a problem. Uh, problem in a good way or bad no? Way? He's a problem in a good way okay. for himself, not for the person that oh. he's going to be fighting. So. The only thing is the the difference in experience there. I mean, you got eleven more fights or so, uh, and that's well, that's in the win column, right? Um, if we're talking, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, total fights. He's got Joseph Benavides has 33 um, to Figueroa's 18. So... Yeah, a little little difference there in terms of experience. Whether it's wins or losses, it's still a difference in terms of experience. Um, but I don't know enough to really speak on it. I don't know enough on uh, Figueroa's talents to to talk. I just know that Benavidez is good in every aspect. Right, he can stand, he can go to the ground, he can. He's a, a pretty well rounded fighter, and that is why he's a problem for a lot of the people that he faces. Gotcha. See, I don't really follow UFC at yeah. all. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily super opposed to, mm. to MMA or anything like that. I have a few buddies who fight MMA. Yeah. Um, but something about the UFC in particular, and I guess some of these other professional MMA things, mm. I love the idea of mixing martial arts together. Right. You know, taking the best from this and taking the best from that. And, you know, standing on tradition but mixing the traditions together and everything. But something about the way that it's just... You know, it's all ground and pound. It's all, you know, Muay Thai, mm, Brazilian mm, Jiu-Jitsu, mm. and that's it. But then yeah. it's called MMA. Yeah. You know, it's stuff. something about the culture around it just, to me, feels like it's leaving out giant chunks of what mm, martial yeah, arts what is. It, what, what, the, uh, what it initially was yeah. to begin with. Uh, and, and understood. So, for example, if you walk into a place and they say, you say, okay, well, what do you guys do here? Mm. They're like, MMA. Okay, if you are not up to speed on what it is that is involved in MMA, then you might say, okay, well, what is that? Right. Martial arts. Okay, well, what what what, what are you specific? Mixing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> martial arts are being mixed here, and then you know they might go into jujitsu, muay thai, or maybe they're they're throwing in some boxing and everything like that. Maybe it's that it's everything. And then some places are more geared towards, you know, uh, the mixing of one or two styles. Right. But overall, it is mixed martial arts, so that means whatever. But then you might want to get a little bit more specific as to, okay, what am I learning? You know, what? how am I supposed to uh, move up to the next level if I don't know what I am learning? Yeah. In particular, so I can understand that. You know, and then martial arts, there's a, it's such a wide thing because some people do martial arts for self-defense. Right, right. Some people do it for the competitive nature, you know, Mm -hmm. MMA and uh, Olympic Taekwondo, boxing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then there's also sort of spirituality to it. And by that, I don't mean you have to be religious or be Buddhist or whatever. But, you know, there's definitely something about, you know, like the way it calms you down, the almost meditative elements of it. Also, you know what you're, what you're capable of. 
And yeah. so then that helps you to, to be a little bit more calm because you can say, well, you know what? I can break this dude's face in two seconds. Let me just chip. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so there's so many elements to it that, that I feel like MMA is just so drawn in on one thing. Mm. You know, it's mm. just the competitive aspect mm, right. of it uh, that yeah, it's missing yeah. so many other elements of martial arts. And again, right. that you know, I don't hold any animosity towards people mm. who do that. But sort of my problem with the culture right now, because mm. I, I mentioned the culture in the beginning, is it doesn't appeal to me because it's leaving out so many other elements. But there mm. are so many people who are like, well, MMA is the only thing that works. You know, mm. Muay Thai right. is the only right. real martial art. Everything else would never work today. It's mm. like, no, I think that has more to do with the practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's people that are in, for example, uh, you, you have a few karate guys. Um, you have uh, Stephen Thompson. You share the last name. <laughs> right? Oh, he's my distant cousin. <laughs> there you I'm go. Sure. Right. And uh, so, like, he's a he comes from a karate base, hmm. and he's been pretty successful in MMA. Um, uh, who, Lyoto Machida, an, another person that's been successful coming from a karate background. So, it's not that these things don't work or that you can dismiss something. I wouldn't dismiss anything. As long as it has some value that's pertinent to me, if I could use it in some way, shape, or form, then show me. Yeah. You know, if it is something that I am not that good at, or or I'm just not grasping it just yet. Let's say a person does jujitsu and they pick that up very well. Let's sure, say everybody's different too, right? So. And then you have another person that that they pick up the the stand up portion. They pick up Muay Thai or boxing or or uh, Wing Chun, right? So. If you pick up one of these things and that's what suits you, that doesn't automatically mean that you have to just close your mind to any other aspects of martial arts. Right. The whole point of mixed martial arts was to incorporate the martial arts as opposed to saying, well, I do this and then and that's the be all end all. Those days are over with. Now, what you're saying in terms of the, the culture, from what I'm understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that one people just think competitively? Yeah, uh, and, you know, so a person that is not as in tune with the origins of the martial art that they're learning, they're just going to be. I just want to beat some. I want to beat some behind today. I want to uh, uh, kick a leg or two, and then when they get to doing it, those are usually the fastest people out the door because. They're in there for superficial reasons, right. like things that are not going to help them sustain them for very long. As soon as they're not the one throwing the punch, as soon as they have to defend, as soon as they have to eat a punch or eat a kick, or, uh, you know what? I don't like this very much. <laughs> I don't like me. I want to be able to, to dish out the pain, but I don't, taking it, that's not me. I'm, I'm gone. And so a lot of times you'll have uh, people that they need to get the mentality down, even if they're not, you know, Somebody's just going to run out of the gym as soon as they feel some pain. Even if they are tough, mental toughness is what, what gets you through. Being able to be calm in situations that, you know, people would have a hard time being calm in. These are the things that you learn, for example, being a fighter, fi- firefighter, being a police officer, you know, being in the military. You have to be able to think clearly in dire situations, stressful situations, whereas somebody else might just stand there and scream out of shock. You need to be able to operate and react. And so the mind, you know, is is definitely the the first thing that should be trained. And then the body should come second, in, in my opinion, anyways. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. I mean, that, that was pretty much, you know, spot on to my opinion. Um, and, and like I said, I, I feel like a lot of people, particularly with, with Muay Thai, but Muay Thai is such a big part of mixed martial right. arts, you know, that, 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 that there's such a – almost like a cult around it or, or an elitism uh. to it. And I practice Muay Thai, so mm. I'm not knocking Muay Thai. I, I, I think it's a great martial art. I prefer Muay Boren, which is a more classical version of Muay Thai. Mm. That's just me. But, yeah, I think it's a great martial art. But, like, here's an example. I was uh, I was working on this crime documentary series um, – a few weeks back, and I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it yet, so I won't right, say which right, one. Right. Um, <laughs> no, you, you can leave that part in there, but yeah, I just yeah, can't say what, what specifically it is. Um, and I was talking to this guy, and, and you know, he found out I'm auditioning for this other project, and he's like, "Well, that's going to be heavy in martial arts, isn't it? What, what martial arts do you do?" We started talking about this, 
And I mentioned that I did, you know, Muay Thai, more boarded. And he, and he was like, oh, I love Muay Thai. And starts, starts going off about how that's his preferred style and everything. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, yeah. that, that's cool. And so I says, is that the, the only style you do? Or have you done stuff before? And he says, oh, yeah. He says, I have two black belts. I guess I have a, a second degree black belt. And uh, I think it was uh, Kyokushin Karate. And then he had a first degree black belt in, in Taekwondo. Mm. And he said, I said, oh, how long did it take you to get both of those? He said, a little over 20 years. And, right. and you know, okay, right. it takes a while. Yeah, sure, it's it makes makes sense not to me. Just a giveaway, yeah. right? Exactly. Absolutely. And so then he said, he's talking about Muay Thai. I said, how long have you been doing Muay Thai? And he said, two years. Mm-hmm. And he said, and the thing is, he says, I feel like my. He says, if I was completely never did martial arts at all before doing Muay Thai, because I feel like my two years of Muay Thai experience, mm-hmm. I can kick the ass of my twenty years of karate experience oh, like man. that. Dang. And I'm like. If you're talking about on top of, then of right. course, yeah, yeah. of course, you're <laughs> supposed to be advancing. <laughs> right, right. But you're saying instead of yeah, somebody who has yeah. 20 years of two different kinds of martial arts can be have their ass beat by somebody who did two years of, of Muay Thai. Right. Like, I doubt that. That, that just doesn't make yeah, any doesn't logical make sense, sense to he, me. He's, so what he's doing is he's just completely negating his gains, so to speak. Yeah. His gains from the 20 years in... in um, karate, yeah, and saying, okay, well, that gave me no basis. You know, I started Muay Thai, and man, I picked it up really quick. Okay, you picked it up really quick because you had the fundamentals from karate, and that's that's what I'm seeing there. If, yeah, if there, you're more than welcome to come on and talk to us if that's the case. <laughs> if there's something different that we need to know, um, but yeah, it it's it's interesting to see people's perspectives on MMA in general. And just to see how, like, for example, uh, when it comes to different fighting styles, when you have people that are closed-minded, they usually, like, if they pick, like, even even this guy, let's say he picks Muay Thai, and then that's it, that's the only thing that he does, what have you, and um, he never learns any ground. Okay, cool, that might work. Then what happens when you get taken down? If you trip on a rock, yeah, what do you do now? Are you supposed to kick someone from the <laughs> bottom? Are you supposed to like so? So with that being said, it's about instead of me saying, "Hey, listen, uh, I'm really strong in this particular area. All I need is biceps, man. I'm never working legs. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I got it. I got everything I need. You know, I just started doing bicep curls this way, and all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. So I'm just gonna keep doing that." Because over the last couple of years, you know, not that Perry did the guy too much, but, you know, that's what it seems like. Yeah. You know, try to get well-rounded if you can. If you have something that works for you, cool. But just don't take away from somebody else's success if they have success with something. If they're learning this uh, over here and you're learning this over here, maybe you can come together and say, hey, man. Um, do you have any things that you can show me? And that's how it all started. And that's the way that in my eyes it should be. It shouldn't be like, oh, okay, well, oh, you're with the Muay Thai guys. All right. Well, you know what? We're over here with the jujitsu guys, you know, and we'll see you. We'll, we'll get together on Saturdays and see, uh, who fares the best. You know, right. that, that time, that's, it, that's done. It's done. It's yeah, up. yeah. There's no reason to to have this, you know, division. <laughs> That's what UFC between began things. with exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did. We we we've seen this uh, story already. Yeah, this movie, this film. All right. And speaking of films, right? Something that that hits home with me, okay, and probably a lot of other people my age. <clears throat> left that part a little lower. <laughs> Is Sonic the Sonic movie? Right, Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, it's getting okay. close to release. Comes out next month. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, I saw that they were having some technical difficulties in the beginning uh, with yeah. Sonic's face and the, their depiction of him. I mean, it was it was not good. It was not good. However, they cleaned that up nicely. Um, now the the most recent render that I saw looked just like Sonic from the video games, so that was excellent. You know, he had the right shoes on. Uh, <laughs> Actually had gloves on instead of you know, just like weird white hands. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. Nobody wants to see that. And uh, Jim Carrey, man, Dr. Robotnik, couldn't have got anybody better. I think in terms of playing this character, I think Jim Carrey was the right person for the role. Yeah, I'm not a big Jim Whether Carrey fan. I, I just don't think that he's... 
that great of an actor. I think he's got a very good, like, one-dimensional note. Yeah. But that, yeah. It, you know, okay. you, that that note gets tiresome to me real fast. <laughs> and so, like, I, when I see him in, in different roles, it's just like, okay, come on, man. But, but I do think this role is one that needed that note. Yeah, I think yeah. that he that he was a very appropriate casting right. for this movie for sure. I mean you're not gonna get Will Farrell or something like that for Dr. Robotnik. Right. Although he's funny and everything like that, I think Dr. Robotnik to to go from being ridiculously serious <laughs> which is Jim Carrey, that's that's what he does. He can channel some of that old uh uh Fire Marshal Bill and the mask and like he he's got some things but I understand the niche that he's in. Yeah. And the and mask, that was another that, one that just fit perfect. Yeah, you know, just yeah. there's there's nobody else who could have played that right. role. Yeah. And know. got o- got it over yeah. with the with the fan base. Um and so Sega, right? Did you play Sega as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, Sega I had Genesis, a uh, had a, had a Genesis C D mix. It was, oh, it was yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. Oh yeah. okay, okay. All right, yeah. I got you. Upgrade. <laughs> yeah, so I had the, the Sega Genesis, uh had the, the Sega Saturn briefly. And then Sega Dreamcast. I know that if you're under 20 years old, you probably don't know what we're talking about right now. I mean, they have those, like, they have the, new the ones. classics that yeah, come out yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember they had a PlayStation and Xbox, like, Sega classics, yeah. in, in quote, you know, right? That. You know. So, so they have re-releases. Of what games did you play on Sega? Oh, man. Um, Besides I liked, Sonic. Did you play Sonic? Yeah, mainly Sonic, to okay. be honest. Um, I had, you know, Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Um, I had Sonic and Knuckles, oh, yeah. which was my favorite. Oh, yeah, Sonic yeah, yeah. CD, which is a fantastic game. Um, that the one that came with the extra layer? Uh, like, the you had the initial disc. I yeah. mean, the, the uh, cartridge. And then there was like some double cultures on top of it. One, no, that, that that was uh, is that three D? That or was something? N- uh, maybe it was three D Blast. Might have done that too, but uh, Sonic and Knuckles did that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah where you could put yeah, another yeah, game on top another, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, Sega CD was it was an actual CD. It was yeah, an actual yeah, disc. Was, yeah. um, but that was the one that had Robot Sonic as the bad guy. <laughs> so that that was really cool. But yeah, so aside from Sonic games, I played. Uh, I think it was called Virgo Man. Virgo oh, Man. Oh, I know what you mean. Vector Man. Vector Man. Vector Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah Vector yeah. Man, the little green ball. Hey, shout guy. out to Virgos, though, you know. Yeah, hey, shout out to Virgos. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, I liked the Golden Axe, was yeah. real fun. Yeah. yeah particularly the first one. Yeah. Streets, was it Streets oh, of Rage? Streets of Rage. Streets of oh, Rage. Man. I was going to say Streets of yeah. Fury. Right, yeah, yeah. But Streets oh, of that's Rage. That's mentioned, yeah. too. There, there was, uh, uh, was it Streets of Fury? It was some, or Final Fury, something like that. I'm, I'm oh, Final Fury. Right yeah, Final Fury was Final a fighting Fury. game. Yeah, 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 I remember that one too. Then, uh, you call it, I played, uh, what was the name of it? The one that says, Rise from Your Grave, Altered Beast. Mm. Altered Beast was a good one. That's on the, the, like, one of the games that's on the classic that you can buy now. Uh, let's see. Gunstar Heroes. That was a big one. And of course, the, Wrestling game of the time, WWE or WWF Raw. Uh, let's see. I mean, what was really Sega. interesting about Sega was, you know, I mean, the diversity of the games were incredible. Everything was yeah. a, it was quite different. But I mean, you look at Sonic, Ghouls right? and Ghosts. Ghouls and Ghosts. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, if you look at Sonic in particular, though, people talk about like, oh, you can never have a Superman game or a Flash game because they'd have to move too fast. Mm. Sonic got pretty fast yeah. there, but somehow you were you were always able to keep up and figure out what right. you were doing. Like it didn't feel out of hand. Right. Like like it felt fluid. It felt you know motion. And and I think that older games like in that generation, mm-hmm. Nintendo sixty four, Sega mm-hmm. Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo stuff. I think the graphics are a lot better than we all remember them being. Right. You know, yeah. like, people, put, you know, like, laugh and put them down and stuff now, you know, because we got, you know, PlayStation 4 and right, 5 right. coming out and whatnot. In comparison to, to those, but... But I, th- I think it was a lot better than we all remember it being. Well, I mean, not not every game had the best graphics, but some companies did did yeah. the best that they could with that. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, the and flagship like turned it up. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they really uh, made them look pretty good. Speaking of which, Dreamcast, right? Yeah. Sega's last-ditch effort to salvage their um, console uh, department, right? Dreamcast, to me, well, you had PlayStation, right? And then you, you had Dreamcast. Dreamcast had so much potential, 
Dreamcast had uh, internet capability. Like you connect to the internet, even though you could not really do anything with it, as as I recall, anyways. Maybe you know somebody more knowledgeable on Dreamcast can come back and let me know. But I just remember being like, "Oh, cool! You can connect to the internet and do what?" <laughs> like so, they Get had the basis, right? Exactly. They had the basis for what we would be doing today before we had it. Uh, the the memory cards in the controller, things like that. Like it was a. It sucks, but it was the stepping stone for other um, brands to come out with their console and, and copy some of the things, but uh, do it a little bit better than Dreamcast was doing it. Well, the, the problem with Dreamcast is it was just so, I guess the only word that's coming to my mind is sketchy in, in, in the way that, well, like, like I had so many friends who, who bought Dreamcast and then they just tore up immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah and then, yeah, like, then they yeah. had to take them back to the yeah. store like it was within the first 90 days return yeah. policy or whatever. Now it's, like, 15 for electronics. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember, like, quite a few of my friends got it and it would just break on them, like, immediately. Mm. But, I mean, I love, the, like, the Sonic um, Adventures games. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you had to run from the Orca Whale that yeah. was attacked. Like, that was the best. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't get better than that. And, I mean, graphics-wise, it was a step up, too. Uh not every game again, but um, Dreamcast did have some good graphics. It's just that it, like, uh, they had to rush a lot of their games to production, I believe. Probably. In order to get certain things out, and I feel like that's part of the reason why it didn't it didn't fare too well at first. It was, there's not enough there's not enough games. I wanted a little bit more diversity in the game department. And then it seemed like it just, I don't know, they either ran out of money or... or what have you, but like you said, them breaking down was not a good look. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Sony has that problem nowadays. Like, every yeah. time they, they launch a new system, PlayStation 3, 4, yeah. and seemingly 5 is going to have the same problem. The Vita, you know, all them. The first runs of them always yeah. tear up. Yeah, hey, I wait I wait about six months usually yeah. for them to... Exactly. <laughs> I wait a couple years, you know, oh, so that way the price will go. drop, yeah. too. Um, the only reason Thanks I got a PlayStation 4 was because I was... Um, I was working for a cell phone company at the time, and I was visiting a Black Friday for an event launch thing. Mm. And it was uh, Best Buy on Black Friday. And so I was like, oh, well, since I'm here, right. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, Might PlayStation well. for half off? Why not? <laughs> okay. so. <laughs> well, uh, I got a PlayStation. Well, the PS4 that I got, I got it much later. Um, yeah. But I got it off of somebody. Uh they were, it was a family that was getting ready to move. They said they didn't want it anymore. And I said, you know what? I'd gladly take that off your hands. There you go. Um, and so hopefully they're living their best life because I know I am with that PlayStation. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so, so are you a PlayStation guy or an Xbox guy? Ah, I'm a PlayStation guy. Good. Xbox is <laughs> right. Uh, Xbox is cool. We can cool, continue to but, be friends then. Right. <laughs> but, like, it, it doesn't um, surpass PlayStation for me. I've been PlayStation since the first PlayStation, so Xbox came in later in the game, so maybe that's why they uh, got chucked. They also get they also things don't feel as fluid um, for me from the PlayStation, from pretty much every iteration of PlayStations to the Xbox. Like, the Xbox seems like it's you know, it was a little bit choppy to begin with. They've added things to fix that, but from the very first Xbox, uh, which that was, I think, a little bit closer in terms of their, um, in terms of their, like, graphics and uh, probability of messing up and things like that. I think that the PS2 and the first Xbox were closer. And then as things went on, you went PS3 and you had Xbox 360, it started favoring PlayStation a little bit more. One PlayStation Three had the uh, the online for free, yeah. So that was a big thing. Uh, and then with the PS Four, if you're a adventure gamer, I would say the PS Four is the the title for you. That's the console for you. The Xbox is more so if I was going to play Two K or something like that, right. something really quick. Those games seem to run pretty well. Very designed for like shooter games. I feel. Oh yeah, yeah. Another like short. Uh, instant gratification games, I yeah. like to call them. But like adventure games, even the ones that aren't the biggest names. Um, what was that? 
game 18 uh was it 1860 something uh i forget the 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 name of it but that game uh until dawn you know a few games if you run them on the playstation and then you run them on xbox you'll notice the difference and the playstation wins in terms of its its uh frame rate i believe it is um but yeah what 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 makes you PlayStation over Xbox? Um, well, I mean, historically, and I feel like the latest version of the Xbox, what's it, the the One X, I think, is what it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like they really stepped it up with that one. But historically, the PlayStation's you know graphics and and, and memory card and like all the the stats mm. have been so significantly higher yeah. than the PlayStation that it's not even funny. But like, like we were talking about a second ago, it's very Xbox is very instant gratification gaming, mm. and I don't I don't game a lot. I really don't because I just don't have the time. But the games that I do play, I play primarily for the immersion in the story. So I play right. Final right. Fantasy, yeah. Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Um, I like fighting games a lot though too. Uh, you know, Mortal Kombat, oh, Soul yeah. Calibur, and I feel like all of those are very much more directed towards PlayStation. Yeah. You know, PlayStation does have a lot more exclusive right. adventure games, games. That, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I've actually, I have Grand Theft Auto. I do have both, so don't get me wrong. But, um, got Grand Theft Auto for both consoles. Grand Theft Auto looks much better on the PS3. So I mean, on the PS4, sorry. <laughs> PS4 is... Probably looks better on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dang. <laughs> PS3 over Xbox One. <laughs> That's ice cold. All right. So we're going to wrap it up for today. Until the next time, make sure you stay tuned. Go to Facebook. Check out Bing Zang Zoom. You can also find us on YouTube. And uh, that's it. So this is T. And Matthew. And we are the Bing Zang Zoom Podcast. Farewell. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.